Welcome to the season one finale of the Tape Deck. Hooray! 26 episodes since February. Thank you so much for sticking with us, if you're still sticking with us. Here's your Spectre View Roundup for the week of August 19th. Slater Kinney, nearly 25 years into their career, put out their ninth album called The Center Won't Hold, and we gave it a spring green. It's not fantastic. Sometimes St. Vincent's production in the band kind of feel a little bit like oil and water mixing, but it's not nearly as bad as some of their detractors are saying. There's actually some really good stuff on that, so give that one a listen. Seattle's own C-Raft, which is actually Seattle's own Matthew Reeder, put out kind of an IDM ambient record called The Blending EP. We gave it a light coral. It's actually really great. It's deeply moving. There's some excellent textures. It's exquisitely produced. A lot of really good stuff all around. Works great as a dance album and as an ambient album. Check that one out. Grand Rapids' own Ghost Orchard put out their third record called Bunny under Orchid Tapes, and we gave it a chartreuse. It tips the scales a lot from lo-fi bedroom pop into something more like SoundCloud rap, and it's actually a really good fit for the guy. It's innovative for bedroom pop, and there's some really great stuff there as well, especially the title track. Give that and the whole album a listen. And finally, Peer, I guess I'm pronouncing that word correctly, they put out uh, their next record called A Healthy Earth, which is out on Tiny Engines. We gave it a witch haze. This album is remarkable. You have to check it out if you're a fan of indie rock in general, especially math rock. Each song is a little bit like its own tonal biome, and it's just a great record all around. Check that out. Thank you so much for listening to The Tape Deck. Check us out at tapedeckpodcast.com, and now please enjoy the season one finale. Today with me, we have on the podcast, Mr. Miko Valkonen. This Hello. Is a guy. Hello. This is a guy who's um, a member and leader, I believe, of the local Seattle band Don Forgetti. How long have you been doing that band for now? Just over two years. Yeah. Uh, two, two and a half, maybe, since we had our first show. Cool. And like three since we started writing. A legacy act, if there ever were one. <laughs> um, I love you guys. You guys are great. They Thank do you. like kind of wild, progressive, kind of math rocky. Yeah. Like very experimental. Um, they're super great. Their last album came out in October, right? Yeah, a bit ago. Yeah, and um, new music was hopefully on the horizon. Fingers crossed. We'll see, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, we're 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 trying to work on it. Uh, you know how it works. Oh, trust me, I understand that. You know. Um, now the reason I have you here. Oh, I do have a question to ask you. Um, have you been listening to anything cool lately? Um. I've pretty much, my whole summer has been just listening to the bands that I had booked for the in Zoid. This, yeah, this, the um, yeah. I, I, I've been kind of sucked into into local exclusives. And since I don't have a car anymore, I, I, half of my music listening opportunities uh, have kind of vanished. Yeah. yeah, I keep forgetting about that. It's like, that that is sort of the reason why things like tapes are so popular in Seattle. Is that everyone's got a beater. Oh, yeah. the beaters have tape players and like it's so easy to, to play and even then like Bluetooth and whatnot. You know? Oh yeah. Car listening is something that you can't really take for granted. No. You know? Um, anything in particular of those bands that you've been listening to? Because I know a lot of those I saw a lot of those bands at the Zoid and fucking um, that means a lot of those bands are fucking coming out with some some really great stuff. Yeah. I've been I've been putting Trace Lachis's album on, on repeat honestly. I still um, haven't listened to it. It's really good music um, to to chop onions to. Yeah, I tell you, it's it, it 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 goes through so many different dynamics. Uh, it it gets you energized at some points. It's relaxing at other points. Uh, it, it's it's the full package. Um, yeah, uh, their album. I actually saw them for the first time at the Zoid. They were playing the Zoo. Yes, which was a porch set, and um, I only caught that. I caught like their last, the last like eighty percent of their set, and the mm. guy put on a luchador mask and like <laughs> was threatening to to stage dive. I don't know if he actually did because we left by that <laughs> point, but it was so fucking cool. Um, speaking of the Zoid, that's sort of why I have you here um, mm. because uh, that just happened 
uh, last weekend, right? Just yes. a few days ago, I believe, right? A couple of days You're ago. You're actually wearing a really cool Zoid t-shirt, yeah. which I believe I ordered one. Uh, maybe I don't know. I have to check to see uh, the Google history. Yeah, that's it's not been all the top of my head. That's been all Nathan's doing the T-shirts. He was he was insistent that they existed. Um, I'm happy he he pushed towards that because I mean you know I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, they look great. Did he do the design? Um, no, this design is actually uh, my girlfriend Valerie's. Um, she's oh. the one that did the poster as well, and the T-shirt is pretty much just the poster. It's um, fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. I I I really think that that was a huge part of what got people to actually like look at the event. Mm -hmm. um, just just the design. Of of it. Yeah. Well, it was a so if if you haven't heard of it or if you are not from Seattle, uh, the Zoid was this. Uh, it was like a DIY festival across like four different venues, um, and uh, it was like the first time that this has happened. Right. This is the very mm -hmm. first. Yes. It's called the Zoid because they were laid out like a trapezoid. Right. Yes. Okay. Ah, there you go. Yeah. You nailed it. I figured it out. <laughs> I was wondering if people would 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 figure that together. I think, it's, I think it's a cool name regardless. Yeah. You know? And I really loved the 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 very subtle alien motif. Yeah. Know? That was another thing I think that was really cool. That yeah. was kind of serendipitous, actually. I, I mean, um, well, this, I think with the alien on the design, the people at the zoo who did all the decorating figured that they would have a UFO. And, mm -hmm. and Velvet Q, they run the zoo, and they, they have a lot of alien imagery in their lyrics already. So kind of worked out really nicely. Velvet Q is responsible for the single most batshit crazy thing I've ever seen at the house show ever. But we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this festival, in my opinion, resounding success. Thank you. Like, this was far and away the most fun I've had at a local festival, you know? Hell yeah. And it's funny because it puts it, it puts so many of these other things I've been to to shame. You know, I went to go to the block party last year. Uh, I've never Hill been block party? to Capitol Hill block party. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. But like... Um, and, I'm sh and there are other uh, local festivals, DIY festivals that I have not been to. Um, but this particular one was just so much fun. I think in part because I loved the way it was spread out and also just the talent was so good on all sides and everything was spread out really well. Like, at least I was talking to my friends when we were there. Each particular place, it may not have been the plan, but each particular place felt it had like a motif going mm. with it. Like the Brunch Box, which is this local venue that you used to live in, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. this is all in the U District, by the way, which is just north of the Seattle proper, like Maine. Um, the Brunch Box had like the lower key like indie, um, according to us, like the lower key indie rock scene, and then the zoo was for more like explicitly experimental acts, mm. and then um, the Monkey Pub was like straight ahead rock or like anything. Like that's just sort of how it worked out in our eyes. Yeah, you know? I we did we did do some kind of like. Um genre forming around around the venues for sure mm -hmm. I, and that kind of worked out as well because um brunch box had a bunch of the softer acts and that was just really convenient because uh um our neighbors have been getting very angry at us yeah uh the last oh, I few can't imagine months why. well we got we got we actually um two months before we got brand new neighbors because in the U university district is, oh. is the full name for it and you know every summer it's a basically a whole new neighborhood because all the tenants are new um so the previous tenants didn't say a word to us, and we would put on like four or five shows a month there. But uh, uh, in June we got some new tenants, and they they've been shutting they for no, <laughs> and they they'd been shutting down our shows. To be fair, you know we we would have some Tuesday night shows end at midnight. I don't mm. I don't blame them one hundred percent, but yeah. uh, I was getting yeah <laughs> yeah I was uh, getting a little nervous that they would. Uh, kind of uh, cut the Zoid a little short. Uh, I can imagine that being an absolute stress. Yeah. One of them, at yeah. least. That, that, yeah, so once once we caught wind of these new neighbors, we shuffled around the, the bands a little bit, and we made sure that um, the 
um, that brunch box ended by 11 p.m., which yeah. is really, that's the cutoff time. That's when police actually would Start respond to. to a noise complaint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine, you know. Uh, so, Miko, I've got a question for you, mm -hmm. and this is the most important question. Mm -hmm. Why? Why <laughs> put together a festival like this? Because you, know, you had to understand, or at least imagine the amount of work going into it, you know? Um, so, I think, well, to... Well, you co... First of all, you co-founded yes. this, right? Yes, yes. exactly. So, so I think I think that um, the motivations for both of these um, came just from both me and Nathan, who who Nathan. it's Nathan Machida. Machida. Um, yeah, um, he was one of the first people I met in Seattle, um, and he's a longtime scene attendant. He's never been in a band in the scene, but he's been going to these shows for for years and years, and um, he's he's noticed that there isn't any recurring large scale U district festival and he's noticed that so many of these um, house shows happen in in the U district and he's kind of had this idea floating around in his head for a while uh, meanwhile I I've been interested in booking shows through the brunch box for a bit um, and that that's been kind of fun and, and booking shows for my band and um, just kind of smaller scale bar shows you know they were kind of fun but it didn't feel like I was getting so far um, with that and, and um, I wasn't I didn't really know how to get into festivals at, okay. the, at this point so so Nathan was like hey let's uh let's just start our own festival oh, and cool. uh, and from there we just kind of realized like other reasons why we wanted to do it I mean Nathan realized that the U district doesn't have a, a, a festival um, I love the U district that's where I moved first um, I love all the venues I noticed just how close proximity all of these venues were. There's a lot of them. Yes. In the district. I yes. Mean, besides the Monkey Pub and Cafe Racer, which were the two that were featured in the Zoid, there's also the Kraken. Yes. Uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Um, yes. And then once you get to house venues, Werewolf Vacation has yes. been a, a house venue that they're is... still doing shows, right? Yes, they are. They're actually they they also have their own festival that's now entering their second year. Um, really? Yeah, Friend Fest, um, which is a really great festival. I have heard of this. Yes. I didn't yes. end up going. Yeah. But... They're well. They're they're having their next one in a couple of weeks, August 31st. Uh, it's a great cause. They they raise all of their money for um, uh, Collectiva Legal del Puebla, which is uh, which is raising money for immigrant rights. Um, Fuck yeah! So so yeah. a great charitable cause. Um, the, the 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 talent that they've assembled is great this year. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, so much going on in the U District. Uh, we just decided that to take advantage of what's happening in the U District and really make something big with the resources we had in it. I see. Yeah. Um, so as far as organization goes, like, how hard is it was it to actually organize this thing? Like, were you more of an aficionado in this, or was Nathan, or like, did you sort of had to pool your own resources together to see? Because I'm genuinely intrigued <laughs> by like, I I can't even imagine where to start if I wanted to put together my own festival or like I imagine a lot of people are in the same you know boat you know yeah um, well it was both of our first times um, doing something to this scale I yeah. mean I mean you know a festival is really just a huge show which mm -hmm. I had booked quite a few of at this point um, Nathan um, he's a spreadsheet whiz uh, he, he's so organized and meticulous and detail oriented and um, just so aware of like the history of the scene uh, and and the ebbs and flows, and he's just so he knows so many bands. So, um, you know, the the two of us together, basically, after we had talked with all four venues, um, and they all immediately said yes. Oh, Obviously, thanks. that's brunch. such good. Like, yeah. 
Oh, you know, it, it really, it really was, uh, and I, 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 I don't want to sound braggadocious or anything, but <laughs> it wasn't as hard as perhaps it might have seemed because the idea was just such a solid idea. I think everyone was just craving. Um, something like this um, that that we never had to really convince anyone to do anything. Everyone had been so enthusiastic about it, uh, and we gave ourselves plenty of time. Um, we started booking uh, in April. Um, okay, so that's, that's 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 how you want to do it. That, that's the key. Yeah. yeah, we we figured that if we booked in April, no one really had their August figured out yet. Um, especially the big bands that maybe like do book their stuff like. Um, you know, four months out. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so we the knew. Big tours. Yes, exactly. So we knew that if we had an idea that was too good to refuse, and it was at a time where people didn't even have anything else going on, that people would kind of just want to say yes. And that's kind of what happened. Um, we actually received um, almost zero rejections really? to our offer. I, I think wow. I think there was like two or three bands that, that said no um, simply because... Um, they like if someone was out of town they or just, they were on tour. Time constraints. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> frankly, that's insane. Um, and it's cool considering the, the 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 diversity of talent that was there. You know. Yeah. Um, oh my god, some of my favorite local acts were playing this festival. Oh, like what? Um, Dog Breath, I really fucking love. Dog Breath may actually be the just just um, uh, apropos of nothing. They might just be the band I've seen the most. Mm. I think that's just because I'm good friends with Tristan. Like I, I worked with him. It's, so. it's hard to not be good friends with Tristan. He's, he's one of the friendliest of people, people yeah. I've ever met. Um, and uh, I, it's funny. I knew about Antonioni for years mm. um, because I've been friends with Kay for a while. And uh, I went to go see them at the concert at the mural that they played, where they opened for um, Cherry Glazer. Right. And then I got to see them again here. So I was like, I got to see nice. them like twice in two weeks and I'd never seen them before so seeing them in that house show venue was great but you can tell they have the skill to play it on the big stage you yeah know, at the mural so. and I'm sure catching the contrast between their big show and the and this little house it thing was, great. Was, was super cool yeah I got to see all the differences it was fantastic yeah they were um, one of the first bands that we booked Antonioni they were like we sat down and we assembled those lists and I was very insistent like okay we got to get Antonioni because they're blowing up and and they're fantastic and, and I love them and we we gotta get them. Um, yeah. So, so they were one of the first bands we booked, and and after talking and them checking their schedules, they finally said yes. And there was we had a big scare about a month into booking when they got this concert at the mural um, gig, and she messages, and it was top secret at the time that they were playing this, um, and oh she God. she was she was. Um, super excited <laughs> about it, but she was worried that there was blackout dates um, for that, uh, mm -hmm. and that she might have to drop out of Zoid. Um, Luckily, I can imagine. Luckily, yeah. that was not the case. I, yeah. I don't think that they're worried about blackout dates for you know a show like the mural where like it's Seattle Center. There's going to be so many people there. Yeah, like you know that's so, true. I, yeah, so so luckily that was all fine, and she imagine. got to play both. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it must have been cool to see <laughs> them oh, in yeah. both of those contexts. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that band is fantastic. I'm trying to think who else. Um, you know, there was another band that uh, I had seen for the first time that I had known about before because I wrote a review of their newest album that came out in April, uh, Action S. Yeah. Um, which have had a banner fucking year this year. Like, kind of crazy. I think that know? they're really blowing up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you see them live and you understand why. Like, that that five-piece plays that live set so well. And they just do it with such energy and... Um, 
if you haven't heard Action S before, um, they have a record called The Deep Right Below that, that came out a few months ago. Uh, they call themselves Horncore, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I love that they don't take themselves seriously like that, yeah. you know. Um, and they essentially do like, um, it's like, it's kind of like aggressive, not really pop punk, but like, you know, of that style, but it's got horns, but it's not ska. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to describe. Um, but they're, they're full of energy and um, they're probably going to be touring around somewhere near where you're you are. You I'm know, surprised they're not touring more. At this I know, point. and they've already toured like a shit ton this year. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, and that's another thing. It's like there was a point by I think it was eight o'clock where there were so many bands I wanted to check out that I was with my friends Rigo and Kristen, and we were like, we have to walk over this way. Like, okay, we can only catch like ten or fifteen minutes <laughs> of the set. We have to go to this other band. We were just like <laughs> mixing back and forth, and that's a great feeling to have. Like to know that there's so much stuff going on, and you feel like, like just the fear that you might miss out is a very positive thing for me when yeah. I'm ever at a, a thing like this. So good I think FOMO. That was, that was yeah, good FOMO, positive FOMO, um, <laughs> POMO, if you will. <laughs> and so that's one of the things that I I felt real that that this this particular fest really succeeded at oh, so there was just so much there was just enough word about each particular act enough things where you'd be like oh i heard things about this guy or this one um and you knew they were all playing so even if you didn't catch them you'd be like they probably played a really good set yeah you know? that was a really awesome thing about that concert that I fucking loved um so we managed to talk um when we were at cafe racer i think this was right after the Don Forgetty set? Yeah, pretty shortly after my set. I believe I was um, trying desperately to get some water. Yes, <laughs> agua. Um, and you, we were talking just very briefly, um, and something about the fact that I knew that, I realized then that you had been putting this on for four months, that must have been a fucking stressful thing to go through. Like, how, yeah. how was, how was, how did it affect your life, I guess, putting this, this particular festival together? Um, was, it as was it as stressful as you thought it was going to be? Was it more stressful? Like, it, was it surprisingly easy in some parts, surprisingly hard in some parts? It, it, it was definitely that. It was definitely... Well, the, the surprisingly easy part was that everyone said yes, and it, it, there was no having to pull teeth or get anyone, convince anyone. That part was easier than I thought. The harder part was, you know, eventually just getting the logistics, kind of setting these deadlines, like, oh, sh we got to start you know, putting up posters, like, oh my god, uh, you know, what do we do about this, like, it was just, it felt like every week there was another, like, action item to address, um, and I wouldn't, uh, it, it was just always constantly churning in my brain, um, which was, like, and, and the constant worry, like, oh, I'm spending more and more money on this, like, what if, you know, it's it's uh -huh. like so many other shows I've thrown that are like a total flop, the except on, gets higher and higher exactly, and, higher. and, and you know, that, that stress kind of started to build up, uh, I, I, at the same time, I had been going through quite a bit of a stressful moment at work, um, and that certainly, those two things did not lend to each other well, and I think that it created almost a synergistic effect, which caused me to eventually uh, leave that job. Because, Holy shit. Because, wow. uh, you know, it just wasn't worth it. I, I figured I, if I was going to be stressed about one of those two things, I would rather be stressed about the Zoid. Yeah. Because um, that the, the real deal. Yeah. You that, that you know, it's that that's the thing that made me feel like I had more purpose. That's so cool. Yeah. Too. You know, and that's the goal, really. Yeah. When it comes down to it, if you if you're doing it at a, at a low level like this, like a DIY level, like that's the purpose. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about the money. It's just putting together the event and making sure the music gets heard. You know. Yeah. It's all for the music. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I didn't. I didn't. I, I. I didn't end up making the sense from this, and neither did Nathan. It, it just that was never intended in the design of it. I mean, we, we really... Did you ever make any money back? 
we we broke even. That's good. Like we all of the money that we invested into the festival, um, we we got to get back. So that felt like a little bit of a payday. That's even great. Though I had been living my life for four months, uh, you know, acting as if I didn't have that money. So when I got it back, I was like, woo! Whoa, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so that that was all great. I didn't have to sink hundreds of dollars into this. Um, you know, I broke even, and that was great. And cool. everyone else got you know a, a decent payday out of it too. So I have to assume. I'm assuming here that the thing that cost the most was the not necessarily the marketing but mm-hmm. like like so materials i guess to get out like um i don't know whether or not the t-shirts factored into that but like posters mm-hmm. like you know things like that you know cuz i know that you can sink a lot of time into like promotional materials that's the word i'm looking for you know yeah um, am i wrong here was there something else that was maybe a little more expensive than you realized it was going to be or i think this actually well um, the posters ended up costing a fair amount, um, and Facebook ads as well. Uh, I think we ended up spending more on digital ad space than physical ad space, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty naturally contemporary thing to I can do. Imagine. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely, we got a lot of engagement from our Facebook ad. Uh, cool. Uh, Lila from Baywitch animated the poster really nice. That was our event banner, and we turned that into an ad and. Uh, that definitely got a lot of people to the ad. Um, so, but I think actually the most expensive thing that we spent on the festival, um, outside of talent, was um, was the keg. <laughs> really? <laughs> I yeah. didn't. And the, I didn't even see where was the keg. The keg was at the backyard of Brunchbox. Oh my god! I, I mean, I, it I didn't even go backyard. Uh, yeah, we had a grill and a keg. Oh my we, god! We were, and you're we were, right, and I'm just realizing this right now. Holy shit! We, we were grilling burgers and dogs and, and kebabs, and we had a keg. And uh, that's well, that's very nice of you. Thank you very much. Oh uh, yeah, I'm it, sad I, I mean, not get to partake in that. It, I wish you did. It was it was a pay keg, so it did it did pay for itself. That's good. Um, but I did. That was my first time ever buying a keg, and I, I didn't realize. Uh, how much they were? Yeah, I've never bought a keg either. How much are they? Um, the one we got was one hundred and seventy dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, but how many gallons though? I don't know. I don't know either. Gallons. Actually, <laughs> it's just uh, a keg. I'm I'm told it, it makes like a hundred and sixty pints or something like that. That's so a it lot. Comes out, yeah, it comes well, out to like a dollar a pint. Yeah, you buy in bulk. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So so it, you know it works. The math works out in the end. We calculated in a way where we knew we weren't going to lose money on the keg if it got drained, and we had a suspicion. That if you put a keg out, it gets drained. Was so, the keg killed? Did you kill the, the keg? The keg was killed. All of the burgers and dogs were sold. Awesome. Um, so excellent. There was no waste. Um, excellent. Yeah, it it really wasn't that. Another success. Yes, another <laughs> success for the Zoid. It, it it wasn't overall a terribly expensive festival. Like all of the venues were really gracious in letting us use the space for free. Um, so we didn't have to spend any money uh, renting out any like physical space. Um, so. Cool. That that reduced overhead considerably. Fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so so thing it was stressful, but not too too stressful. No, really, right? No, like it was, was it's basically just like one of those things that it's exciting, but also just like you know, it's like things you got to do, and then stays in the back of your mind, and then yeah. the heart races a little bit. I know? would describe it more as like a marathon than than like a sprint. Yeah. Where a sprint feels more stressful because you're letting all this energy out all at once, and it's just such a short like ah, I gotta get it. But like this. It was like a marathon uh, where I was just kind of chugging at it for almost longer than I've worked on like any one singular project. Um, 
just uh, single-mindedly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, there, th throughout those four months, there was definitely like, it was never the most stressful thing that was happening in my life, but it was like, it kind of grew mm -hmm. as it was a stressful thing in my life that was sticking around with me for so long. Yeah, you're like, oh, I almost... It's, it's, it's nice when it's finally over. Like, it's great yeah. that it happened and it's good, but then there is that, you get to wake up the next day and be like, oh, I woke over. up the next day with a pounding headache. I can imagine, <laughs> yeah. I, the dehydration, dehydration really kicked fuck. in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I did... There was there was a large outpouring of, 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 of gratitude um, that definitely helped soften the pain of the headache. Um, That's and, good. And I did feel a great relief. Uh, kind of the week before, I just felt super manic because I knew it was happening, mm -hmm. and I had never... I, I didn't know what to expect. At that moment, I still wasn't sure if it was going to be a flop or not. Mm -hmm. um, so that that last week was probably the most, like... I don't know if it was stressful it's or... It's the anticipation. It was, yeah. You know? It's I just, I just like, felt like on my toes. Absolutely like an anxious, just like... Because the anxiety thing, your mind can go to, like, bad place and be like, oh, my God, it's going to suck. Yeah. Like, no one's going to show up. It's going to yeah. be awful. Like, it's it wasn't going to happen that way, but there was the chance that it would have, and yes. that's what sucks. You yeah. Know? You yeah. never know until it happens. You never know. I, I, I've heard stories from... From well, uh, people haven't been telling me these stories, but uh, on Facebook I had seen uh, some examples of of people um, screen capping like an event that they hosted that had like 180 going or mm -hmm. something, some crazy number like that, and then only like 30 tickets get sold. Oh my and, god! You know, it was like, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always and it always sucks when that happens, and it's just like it sucks when it happens to you. So yeah, we've we've uh, we've had shows at the brunch box. Uh, I there, where literally one person has showed up. Um, <sighs> Oh my uh, god! And, and the 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 agony uh, as you slowly realize that it's a flop, and then all of a sudden you're in this situation you weren't expecting. Uh -huh. it, it, it's it's uh, it's the pitfall. It's the pitfall. A house show. Yeah, you know, exactly. Any venue. Yeah, exactly. Way, you know. Exactly. It's why so many venues try to try to try to count their, um, what is it like safeguard? You know, like I know so many venues that are like, if you don't draw this this amount of people we're not going to let you play at our venue again. Yeah. Know? I know a lot of venues like that. And it makes sense. Yeah, like, they, they specifically don't want to lose out on anything, you know. But when you're doing a house show, it's all for the community. Yeah, exactly. You know? So what can you do? Yeah, I would know? I would never consider banning a, a band forever. Oh, that for... would, could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be some fallout that right there. That would be just petty. <laughs> yeah, that's just petty, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Okay, so... So I can imagine coming together, and, and this is your fest, first festival, right? This is the first festival, first, yes. First big thing you've ever put together. Yeah. I can imagine there's, at some point, there's some sort of ambition that comes into it where you're just like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want this to come in, I want this to be this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, do you think that this was about exactly as much as you hoped it could be? Was there anything that you wanted to do that just didn't end up getting done? Anything you would have done differently? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we had a couple of ideas that, that we eventually just had to kind of forget about because, you know, of realism. I mean, it was all in all more than I had hoped it could be as far as, like, the feeling it gave me and the feeling I can see that it gave others. But we just had a bunch of silly ideas, like... Um, well, uh, the genesis of this idea was actually first... Um, it was going to just be a monkey pub and racer. Um, 
and this was an idea that actually Jack McCool, who um, books at Monkey Pub, wanted to do like months ago, um, right. and it, it, it just didn't pan out. Um, but one of the ideas that he had for his original festival that we, for a while, were talking about was having a pedicab service um, really? that goes between all four venues. Wow. Yeah, and we were really talking about it, and we were we were doing research. Uh, we were uh, we we had like a company that we were gonna like communicate with, and uh, eventually they, they they never ended up responding. I don't know what we would have done if they had ended up responding, but um, yeah, we were gonna have like a pedicab service, and you can tip the guy, and and he'll bike you from like. Well, I was about to say, I was like, is this cars? Is this, like oh bikes? no, this is bike pedicab. Holy yeah. crap! It, it was it, it was it, it's it's just the right amount of silly because you know like. If you really want to catch a band, that's uh, the racer to monkey is like a you know a seven minute walk. Like mm -hmm. uh, doing that, like it's true. I, and, I, and the walk I, was cool. You know, I, and people but... like the walk. Uh, like I, I, I think the walk was definitely a, a large part of what was great about it. But the, the pedicabs could have been something else. Oh my god! If that had worked out, I would have died. <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> oh next my year. god! It was so cool. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. Zoid with bikes. Yeah. Zoid too. I mean, um, I, I had that pedicab experience. I was biking around the whole the whole night. It was. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you doing the biking or was it just were you being I was I was around? doing the biking. I had I oh had my, my bike with me. I mean, especially the first half of the festival, I was like just doing laps being like, is this going okay? Yeah, like, I can imagine. Is this starting on yeah. time? <laughs> Does everyone have what they need? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to go over there. Yeah. <laughs> Getting some vehicle, I can imagine. At least it yeah. wasn't a Segway. <laughs> I'm like, could you imagine? I wish it was. Could you imagine just what? being on a Segway with like a scarf and like a seat being like, oh, everything's going good? Okay. <laughs> That's the man in control wearing a Segway. That, that, that is my badge. Yeah, there we go. Next year. Next year, yeah. I'll get the Segway. Okay, so but it, it ended up turning out about exactly as even more than you had hoped it would. Yeah, be. yeah, pretty much. Uh, we also talked about food trucks and stuff, but we just determined we didn't. It's not the most 100% legitimate festival. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. We didn't want to draw too much attention to us with pedicabs. And, oh, yeah. So we kind of intentionally scaled back, which allowed us to achieve our goals a lot better. Yeah, that would have been cool. Food trucks, I think, would have been pretty nice. But hey, you know, again, I think it was fun because Cafe Racer did food. I know you guys were doing, like, yeah. food. I, I mean, I know now. Yes. But <laughs> you guys were doing that. It so. wasn't the most well-advertised, the grill. Um, Next year. Yeah. Um, next Put on year. the t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> grill. <laughs> we have food. So it's you grilling bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so, but this is definitely something that you potentially would want to do again next year. Yeah, we're, we're already talking kind of loosely. Um, yeah, loose. about Because about... you never know. I mean, well, we definitely know we want to do it. We're talking loosely about actually more concrete ideas uh, on, on we on, on like how we want to achieve and how we're going to increase the scale. We're definitely doing... Uh, uh, the Zoid returns um, next year. Uh, that's the uh, actual like like the blank name or like the, um, the yeah, pretty title. much. I, well, I, that, that's what I Nathan Nathan, uh, I, Nathan hasn't confirmed that yet, but I, I like calling it Son of Zoid or or, or, or Return of the Zoid stuff like that. Just Ooh. something goofy like some eighties horror film. Um, what you should do is Zoid, but it's two eyes, like it's two. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm getting chills here. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Well, this room is fucking hot as balls. Yeah, so, so I kind of need the chills. Yeah, it's, it's not happening. Are you dehydrated? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I, I, it turns out I'm bad at diagnosing dehydration in myself. It's hard. <laughs> you know what? And this is a tangent, but drinking water, if you're not like regularly at a place where you're trying to drink water or like it's just available to you like in front of you, that's fucking hard to do. It is. It's hard for me to figure out if I'm thirsty, like if I'm not like regularly doing exercise. Yeah, you know? and you know, 
drinking water is just honestly it's just such a natural thing it's not always on the top of your brain mm -hmm. if you're thinking about other things water off, uh, definitely falls off the head of, of like stuff to do yeah and then which, I, I end up drinking like one or two cups a day and then I wake up like three days later I'm like I feel like fucking shit yeah. what is going on am you're, I ill you're missing like the mark it's eight cups they yeah, say eight cups eight cups or more oh damn I'm trying I've, <laughs> I've seen people literally just carry ja gallons oh yeah of I've, water see, I've just, seen is a gallon eight cups it's way more than eight cups. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, I'm going to do Good that for them. now. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a dollar gallon and then figure that out. Yeah. If I can get a dollar gallon around. It's 2019. <laughs> All right, so that's cool. Um, well, if this is going to happen again, you know, and of course, I would love this to happen again. Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. Like, you guys were on the mark, I believe. There just needs to be more festivals of this scale, like, tooting better talent, you know? Because yes. the funny thing about Seattle is that and I mean, this may not be the majority opinion. This is my particular opinion. Um, the major fests that we have here, like Bumbershoot and the Capitol Hill Block Party, and I guess to an extent like Sasquatch and like the bigger festivals. I don't know. They just don't they don't hold as much appeal, I think, as some other cities, bigger festivals, you know? Yeah. I just feel like they miss the mark a little bit. Maybe it's because of this particular scene and how like this it's just a whole nother flavor that doesn't really contribute to like big corporate festivals, you know? Yeah. PNW has kind of been anti corporate since since I guess wherever you may be, you know, seventies, yeah. eighties, whatever. You know. And I feel like there do need to be a lot more traditional things on this scale. Like because there is a lot of really awesome local talent that I just don't think gets as much exposure, you know, or that that at that big, 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 big level that people just don't talk about, you know? Yeah. And so the fact that there was a whole thing I've, how many bands was this? It was like twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five bands um that are all you know deserve a whole level of exposure you know um and the fact that it was literally an embarrassment of riches just like yeah. across the map you know um that itself is a triumph you know so i would love to see this become like an annual thing you know hopefully maybe something that seattle is known for it'd be fucking fantastic that you know? that one can dream one can uh, dream you know, and we'll you never take, know it always starts somewhere we'll take it one year at a time i mean we're we're what we definitely modeled most of our festival on was um, was Inkscape Arts Bash, uh, which oh, yeah. which is um, definitely I Nathan in particular. Um, one of the things that like got him most sucked into the scene was attending. I believe he says very specifically the third year of of it was called in, uh, Big Building Bash at the time. Yes, um, was which was when the moon was still around, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it took place in the moon. I believe Rob Granfeld and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that 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 really blew his mind and 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 we and we were really just trying to make something on the scale of of the of the big events um that that kind of sucked him into the scene and we're, we're, we're we were hoping mainly to suck other people into into the scene with mm -hmm. with this festival uh inspire more people to start bands or go to shows or something like that mm -hmm. and it's 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 i think it is absolutely a step in the right direction yeah i can't believe big the building bash was Two years ago, three. Oh, they've been. Uh, I mean, was they, it? It's multiple ones, right? Yeah, they they had one. They had one this year. Uh, Did it, they? Yeah, it's it's now known as Inscape Arts Bash. Okay, so it is the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's run by it's run by um, the same guys, um, cool. uh, Ben Showland. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, we really modeled almost uh, a lot of our a lot of our model and intentions on 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 his festival, which we have which we have great respect for. Oh yeah, uh, Inscape Arts Bash was really great this year. Uh, the Inscape Building in the International District is such a unique place to hold a festival. All of those 
are so close. All of the stages were like really close, and they really managed to just turn the building into its own thing. I wish I was in Seattle for like the moon. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I unfortunately had not had a chance never... to catch Big Building Bash, um, which I you know, I only hear tales of from Nathan. I almost went to one. Here's the story. Uh, I believe it was I believe it was about two years ago. I think because I was living in Renton at the time, and I just got on this date with this guy. Mm-hmm. And on this date, he offered me some weed, oh. and I got so stoned. And then that morning, I got more stoned. And then I was like, Oh shit! I gotta go to this bash because I'm in Seattle right now. And again, I lived in Renton, so it was a pain to get to, and I don't have a car. So I was like. Uh, I gotta go find the moon. I've never been to the moon before. I was trying to figure out where the location was, not even thinking to text anyone, being like, where's the moon? Because I was stoned. And so I got to Soto. I was looking around. I was like, where is this building? Like, I literally could not find it. And I was like, I'm just gonna go home. I'm too stoned. So I missed the fucking thing. I was literally, like, probably Ah. 20 feet away from experiencing something that you were literally talking to me right now about how good it was and how you're modeling about it. Like, that's for their regret right there. You gotta ask you know? the punk. That's what gotta they say. Gotta ask the punk. I didn't know a lot of punks back then. That's fair. I should say. It's, yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm glad that it happened. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely going to pick up one of those fucking shirts because oh, yeah. th- that festival is certainly something to remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that, that, that we are able to distribute these shirts. We're hoping... Well, we were unsure if people were going to buy the shirts. That, that, that's something I, I wish we had more confidence in. We we just did a very small run of t-shirts, um, just 20 shirts, um, mainly meant for volunteers because we were afraid of losing more money. But I think if we went big and we sold the t-shirts there, we probably could have we probably could have sold them out because uh, people really liked people them. People really, yeah. The spirit was high. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. I believe that is all the time we have for this podcast today. I think we got everything covered. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to talk about it because there were a lo- there was a lot of stuff that I personally wanted to know about. It, so. Yeah, and I hope you guys did too. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, this is the last episode of this season, so thank you so much for listening. I don't know when we're going to be back. It's probably going to be in a few months. We're going to have a whole bunch of different guests. It's going to be great. Miko, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks I for really having appreciate me. It. Great way to close it off. You know. And uh, check us all out at tapedeckpodcast.com. We'll still be doing that uh, in the interim. We'll have more stuff coming out. I hope you guys have a wonderful Friday, Saturday, whatever the fuck.